Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. The Annie Fry Show YouTube live chat poll of the day is sponsored by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's it. Right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong, I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. And so I will stick to the truth tonight. The first hard truth, and this one's hard for me. I gotta admit this. But we've looked at it every which way, and I think it is true that we did not achieve the surprise that we wanted to deliver tonight. And I think that that's just a hard fact that we're going to have to accept as a campaign. And the question then is, what do we do that is right for our country? And so Porv and I, we, we actually didn't make this contingency plan before everybody told us to. We said, no, we're not doing that. But we talked about it tonight. We took a little bit of time in our apartment in Des Moines before coming here to make some our choices. And I wanted to make a couple of announcements tonight to get the business out of the way. And then I want to tell you where we're going. As of this moment, we are going to suspend this presidential campaign. And this is going to have to be, there is no path for me to be the next president, absent things that we don't want to see happen in this country. So Vivek Ramaswamy a couple nights ago after the Iowa caucus uh, wrapped up, he suspended his campaign. And we heard how he reacted in that moment to throw his immediate support behind Donald Trump. Well, there's more to his support of Donald Trump. He is going to be an active campaigner for Donald Trump. And he has a message for the other Donald Trump needs to be the nominee of this party. 
And I think Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley would actually at this point do this country and this party a service by stepping aside to make sure that we're focused on not only nominating Donald Trump, but getting this country back and reviving those founding revolutionary ideals. So listening to Ramaswamy talk there, he's still doing his campaign. He's just not campaigning for himself. He has all of the files in the in the file folder. He knows what to say. He knows what people want to hear. But now the support goes behind Donald Trump. Last night, I was honored to receive the endorsement of a man who has become a true leader and earned the admiration of so many patriots. I, I've been a friend of his, even though we were competing against each other. But I was a friend of his and we got along and he was saying he's a great president. I kept saying, why is he running? He keeps calling me a great president. (laughs) But he's a fantastic guy, a very smart guy. He's got some tremendous ideas and uh, he's young and he's got some young ideas, too. And that's a good thing. So he has a big, beautiful, bright future ahead. Vivek Ramaswamy. Come on up, Vivek. So Vivek goes up on the stage. This is at a rally in New Hampshire, I believe. And I, did you see the video of Vivek on the stage? Yeah, it was a love fest. It was weird. Yeah, it was a little weird. I I think that I think that it was uncomfortable. I agree. I don't think it was a love. I, no, I think it was uncomfortable because I don't feel like Trump loved Vivek being on stage for that long as much as Vivek loved being on stage for that long. Oh, I see. I see. Did you see that, Brad? I did. I did not see the video of it, but I want to watch the video later in the show. Did he speak for a long time? Because I didn't see the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I felt like he spoke for long enough, but he just did his campaign speech. He has a list of what ten points, something six, like six that. Six points. I don't know, forty-seven points, and he did his list. Okay. So it's not anything that was new, and it wasn't all about Donald Trump, which is where I think Donald Trump became uncomfortable. <laughs> and and you know what, Trump's quote there is right where he says something about hey he keeps talking about how great of a president i was so i'm not sure why he was running then vote for me (laughs) (laughs) which is very true uh that is the biggest question about why he was in the campaign the whole time because it's clear that he wasn't going to win it was clear that he was going to throw his support behind donald trump maybe for a cabinet position that's what it looks like. Well, he was kind of almost a surrogate in the uh, debates. The debates. When he would be in the debates, he was he was trumpeting Trump's message, and he was doing it in a very Trumpish way. So it was almost like he's like, "I'll stand in for you, so you don't have to do this." And now he's out. And he's out, and immediately he endorsed Donald Trump and is part of his campaign. Here's the question of the day on the Any Fry YouTube channel, and it seems to be a very hotly contested question on the social media feeds right now. You can go to the Annie Fry YouTube channel and on today's live broadcast, come say hi and tell us what you think. Vivek for VP. Yes or no? I want to have this discussion right at the beginning of the show. I have no idea where you guys are at on this issue. I know where I am. Ryan? I'm going to say no. Not that I don't like him. I like Vivek Ramaswamy. I don't think he adds anything to the electability of Donald Trump, which to me is the point of the VP. He's young. He does not look like Donald Trump. That's correct. Not doesn't matter. You're not going to outright Donald Trump or outpopulous Donald Trump right now. That's what Vivek does. Now you're right. He is younger. He adds some energy, and he's very, very good with the media, which is why I'd love to see him be some sort of part of the administration. But I don't think he adds anything to the swing states, to the voters that you need to reach out to to win those states. What do you think? 
Uh, I'm going to disagree with Ryan there. I think Vivek has a great plan to reach young voters. So he he goes on to college campuses and he interacts and he actually wins these people over. He he gets protesters that yell at him. He wins them over. He's effective. He is very effective in that. But I'm a no. <laughs> oh, ew. so I like a lot. I like a lot about v, uh, uh, Vivek. But as VP, you're going to have you're going to be like somebody on their chat said you're one heartbeat away from being president. And my biggest concern with Vivek is his foreign policy. I think it's horrible. And I don't like the world's on fire now because Biden's reactionary. He's not proactive in his foreign policy. He's reactionary. And Vivek's foreign policy is going to be reactive by nature. And that's not good for us. He's very isolationist. Let's just bring everybody back and we'll stay home and not worry. We're not going to get involved. Now, don't hear don't hear me say I'm a hawk, but you do have to have a presence of power across the world. And I don't like Vivek's foreign policy. I'm a big no. I, Vivek might be effective. He still annoys me. I can't, it's, <laughs> it's really simple. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to lean into how they continue to talk about suburban women and just be irrationally emotional about it. It just annoys me. <laughs> oh, so not, not that, you're, that that would affect whether he's on the ticket, suburban women, just you. Just I that you, you are a representative of you. I think that what Brad was saying about Vivek being effective in these one-on-one encounters or with the media when he's facing off, like you were saying, with the media, he's very good in those scenarios. I cannot get over the one contribution to this election cycle that Chris Christie has made, which is to call him ChatGPT. But that's why he's great. (laughs) To be ChatVP. I don't believe it. It's too good. You don't. You don't think that. You think Vivek is some sort of human robot hybrid. He's I think that he's good. AI. You think? Okay. <laughs> okay. Somebody put on Twitter. Can you imagine if he were the VP on the ticket with Trump and he had to debate Kamala Harris? Oh my gosh! I know. <laughs> I, I saw that last she night too. She would just start to shake and, and then poof. It actually be gone. almost convinced me that I do want to see him be <laughs> yeah. the VP. Because I mean, that how would be important amazing. is the vice president anyway for that moment alone? <laughs> yeah. Right. Change my vote to yes. No, I, I, he is, he, to me, he's the guy you want to help advising you. I feel like Vivek's priority on being in the spotlight and being the guy precludes him from being able to be the VP. Okay. And I think that there are some alpha alphas and Donald Trump is the alphas alpha. And I think Vivek is too. It's not really a knock on him. That's why he's as successful as he is, because he's willing to do what it needs, what needs to be done, to learn what he needs to learn, to uh, push himself in the way that he needs to push himself in order to achieve great things. I don't have any good reasons other than he annoys me. I'm going to throw this out there. Vivek Ramaswamy for transportation secretary. Yeah. I... I I think he'd do a good job. Couldn't do worse. I, I think that he would point out all the problems with the previous transportation secretary and fix all those things in light of all the problems that we've had. But would the trains run on time? I don't yes. believe, and this is this is a, a, a habitual thing that I, that talking heads like us can easily find ourselves in with a guy like Vivek. So he's not going to be the guy. Where in government? Can he fill in? No! Get him out of government! 
Make them go be in the private sector so that it's effective and not infiltrated by the influence that government is always pushing upon. He can still advise without having to be in the cabinet. I think it's a waste of skills. No, I think you got this all wrong. I think you want people who are successful in the private sector to go into government so that they can make government run more like the private sector. Make it run better. Most of the time, my advice would be eliminate that part of government. That may she be makes what, a great point. That may she be makes what a great he does, point. though. I you got to get the guy in there who goes, I am unnecessary. This whole bureau is unnecessary. We're going to shut it down. You don't I'm going to go back to my, to do my job. You don't need that guy to do it. <laughs> yeah. Just don't fill the position. <laughs> and and I mean, like, the advice, advisory nature of a Vivek Ramaswamy or anybody of that nature is still going to be accessible. I'm just thinking... That if if there's a scenario where Donald Trump becomes president or Nikki Haley becomes president, if there's a scenario where a Republican becomes president in November and we're like, oh, let's fill out all of these positions in government with all of our favorite Republican conservatives. I think the conservative viewpoint is what do we really need? And let's not stick people in positions just to fill them. I don't know. I just feel like we could pare it down a little bit. I saw a commenter say this. And I, I don't know who it was. I don't remember now. But they said Vivek for press secretary. And that really is. So all these positions we might suggest for him. That's really the reason you're suggesting him is because he seems to have his head on straight. But also that he's so good <clears throat> at talking to hostile media that maybe that's where you could go. I don't think I think you're right about him being too much of an alpha to have a position like that, but man is he good at it. If you get somebody like him who is Chat GPT good at it, that would be awesome. The anti Corinne Jean-Pierre. <laughs> yeah, it's complete oh opposite. Gosh. Well, I don't know. I want you to refer you to that department. Well, thanks Corinne. Another thing about Vivek that he has taken out of the Trump page uh Trump book is that He's he's not afraid to teeter on mean or insulting, but he's just so smart when he does it, which maybe Don maybe Donald Trump is the same, but it doesn't sound it doesn't just translate that way. Trump might be as smart as anybody who's worked closely with him illustrates that he is a very, very, very intelligent man. And I don't think you get the success that Donald Trump has had without being very, very intelligent. Also that he's a very kind man, that that in his own private or just day-to-day interactions that he's very kind, very generous. But when he gets out there and he gets in the ring, he's pulling zero punches. And Vivek is willing to throw those punches. I have not seen Ron DeSantis be able to land a punch in the effective way that Vivek and Donald Trump have been able to. Ron DeSantis's constant thing is scoreboard, which is really why I like him, because that's all I need. I'm not really in it for the sensational fight and spectacle of the process. I just want results. It's all I want. And Ron DeSantis has those results. Maybe that's not enough to get the nomination this time. It's definitely not going to be enough to get the nomination this time. When Nikki Haley does it, she is up against the idea of a female being a witch if she decides to go mean, women cannot do it the way men can. That's a simple truth. And she already knows that. She doesn't need anyone to tell her that. But 
Vivek is very good at that element as well. I, I guess the question is, is what do we need out of a VP candidate on the ticket if it were to be Trump? And I think what I want to see is somebody who is as passionate, if not more passionate, to the conservative constitutional cause, not the populist cause, but the conservative constitutionalist cause, but that is also kind and fun. And that's why I think it should be Tim Scott. The I shared it. I shared it last night on Twitter. There's a montage of somebody going into a, a neighborhood that's predominantly black and asking people who they're going to vote for. And they love Donald Trump. I mean, the montage that was put together. These people love Donald Trump, and it's very consistent. They all say, when Donald Trump was in office, I had money in my pocket. And everybody wanted to go a different direction. Everybody wanted to try something new. And now look what you've done. Like, that is a consistent message. And they think that, like, Donald Trump goes hard. <laughs> yeah, so. that too. I mean, he's got the image. And that was before he was president. And I, I think I saw that same montage as you did. I was going to send it to Brad to play, but it would have to be beeped so much. It, there was a lot <laughs> so in it. a lot. But there, they, they were saying things, too, that I necessar- didn't necessarily agree with as a conservative. I was glad they were liking Trump. But they were saying things like, ah, you know, he gave people money and stuff. Well, there was COVID relief checks and stuff that went out. They were saying that. That's not necessarily, to me, the reason to vote for Trump. But the overall theme of it not, was, there's money in my pocket. Yeah, that's not, it's not just relegated to the COVID part, I don't think. Because the Democrats are giving people money as a principle. There was a way of life that existed when Donald Trump was the president. There was a way that you were able to grow what you have to accomplish more security for yourself because Donald Trump and his policies were in play. And it very quickly under Joe Biden went the other way. And people just realized that. And, 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 you know, they spent so much on the left. They spent so much time trying to push Bidenomics. The, the name gets put out there by the New York times, or the wall street journal or Washington post or something. It's kind of put out there as a pejorative. They decide to snatch it and try to redefine what it is. And they never had success at it. They've never been able to pull off the idea that no Bidenomics is good for you because everyone's going, it ain't good for me. And, and you can't, you know, hold my face in your hands and stare hard enough into my eyes with your head tilted to the side like a maniacal crazy person long enough to make me go, all right, you're right, Bidenomics is great. That's not the way it works. And people of all walks of life, it, this transcends any sort of demographical breakdown, div- divisive plan that the Democrats have. Everybody knows it. And I don't really know how they're going to how they're going to go about fixing it. Not not in the amount of time that they have left before the election actually happens. Two hundred ninety three days until the election. It's going to go by just like that. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. We'll talk more about it and a few other news stories that are hitting right now uh, when we return. But we need your vote. In the YouTube live chat poll, Vivek for VP, yes or no? We've got a lot of people uh, on both sides of this issue. America First commented, Vivek for press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders for VP. That's an interesting one. Rambo said, give me bird brain Nikki for VP. That seems like a non-endorsement endorsement, Rambo. It's hard to tell <laughs> which direction you're going. Uh, Ender said, I said yes, though I don't know if he would want to be. 
though I do believe he should absolutely gain some position in the administration. In administration. And Russell said, I voted no. Vivek has the same message and views as Trump. He's a mini-me. Trump needs someone that can appeal to the undecided, independent, etc. voters. Let us know what you think. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You didn't be talked about this and you didn't acknowledge that the economy is doing pretty damn well, and particularly for people who, in fact, need the most help. So if Joe Biden continues to just push this out there, that the economy is doing, in his words, pretty damn well, I'm I'm here for it. Same. Just keep saying it I'm out loud. Begging you. To All keep seven doing times it. you find yourself in front of a microphone this year. <laughs> I, I love it because what it says to me is they have no other message. We can't spin this. We can't really do anything. So we're just gonna say what we hope to be true. Say and, it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it a little bit longer, and then maybe enough people will believe you. Yes, and that is that is the way that Democrats and leftist media work is they will take any message and just run with it regardless. It's frustrating to know that there is an element of truth to them being able to get away with that because the media won't check them on it. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite things about people on the left who will, they'll say all Donald Trump does is lie. That everything everything he says is a lie. Which, is, of course, is in itself a lie. <laughs> but I digress. Never thought about that yeah, until you just I know. said that. It's like you're sitting here like... <laughs> uh, they, they'll talk, also call him a hypocrite. And I mean, I'm not here to say that Donald Trump has never said a lie. It's funny because they usually lump his exaggerations, his gross exaggerations. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, he lied about this and he lied about this and he said he had the best hair ever and everybody knows that's not true. And right. it's like... Oh, you got me. (laughs) He said COVID would be done by April. Yeah. Uh, But they also call him a hypocrite. And one of the go-tos, the talking point go-tos, calling Donald Trump a hypocrite, is talking about how he used to criticize Barack Obama for how much he golfed. And I'm like, that's the thing? Uh That's that's the thing that's stuck in your... It's the craw that you just can't get past? That's the thing? That he golfs too much? Okay. You know, he hasn't said that as much in the last couple of years. 
I know. After being president. He's changed quite a lot. <laughs> He's a new man. <laughs> He's a brand new man. Um, I I do think it's important. I, I, I had a little moment yesterday of kind of calling out the methodology of the criticisms that come to the right because I'm just going to let you in a little secret here on how I will debate people or how I approach conversations that could go in a very hostile way or maybe goes into what I will generally say. Yeah, I don't think that there's going to be a conclusion here where we come to an agreement, but I like you. So let's be done with that and let's talk about something that we can agree on or that we can have fun disagreeing on. And what what the what the the MO is for the people who are super invested in upsetting the apple cart, making sure that they're, I mean, in many cases, their goal is to ruin your day, not to change your mind. They will get a jolly off of the idea of ruining your day. That's enough for them. So you can't, you can't succumb to that. You can't give in to that. The idea is that they will not talk about the issue that you've presented. So if you, you, if you formulate a question, if you ask a question uh, about any particular issue that you're talking about, there's usually a yeah, but, or a whataboutism. The right does this too. This is not just something that, the, that, that happens on the left, but this is what happens in the, in the um, kill each other culture that exists mostly through social media. But there's always a redirection of whatever the topic is that is at hand. And the redirection is always in an incredibly emotionally charged direction. They want to take your probably somewhat boring policy conversation that you wanted to have that's rooted in facts. And they want to redirect it into a painful truth, which is where you listen to Joe Biden say truth over facts. When you say truth over facts... You have to understand these are the same people who say your truth and my truth, which means that there are multiple truths that exist at one time. And any rational thinking person knows that that's not accurate. There is reality and there's your perspective on it. And those perspectives on any given reality, which is real, which is true, the perspectives could be very different. I've talked about the ketchup bottle thing, where if Ryan and I are sitting at a diner and I hold up a ketchup bottle and I say, tell me what you see. He might say a ketchup bottle, and I say, oh, I see a ketchup bottle, too. But he might also say, well, I see a label, and it says Heinz, and it's a pretty label. It's got, you know, red and green writing on it, and it looks like it's from, it's very old, and it's very established. And I'm like, that's not true. On the back here, it says, or I could say on this ketchup bottle here, it says the calories are this, and the fat and sugar content is this, and it's made from this. And you're going to say, no, that's not what's on this ketchup bottle. So we're seeing the same ketchup bottle, but we see it from different angles. Neither one of us is inherently wrong. Neither one of us is in totality right. We would have to listen to each other's perspective on that ketchup bottle in order to understand the full picture. We would have to rely on the other person's perspective to understand the totality of what is true and real. So you do have to stop and listen to other people. But if instead of talking to each other about, well, let me tell you what, I, what I'm seeing with my own eyes and explaining what I see with my own eyes, if I tell Ryan that he's the dumbest person I've ever met, because clearly right in front of me it says <laughs> the nutrition facts, and if you can't see that the nutrition facts are on this ketchup bottle, I can't even talk to you. Do you lie about this to everybody else? Blah, blah, blah. And then I just attack him. And then he becomes defensive because I've been a rude witch to him, and then we get nowhere, and we've learned nothing from each other or about the issue at hand. It's important to understand that the powers that be and the powers that need to remain 
in the structure that exists right now in the media, which is different than social media. Social media is comprised mostly of real people who are arguing based on things that are being fed to them by an agreeable media on the left or maybe by an agreeable media on the right. It goes both ways. But what they have to do is set the mood. It's not about delivering facts. It's about delivering truths. And you might say, Annie, they're the same thing. They aren't in our culture today. That's why Rachel Maddow says something like this. Regardless of whether or not they have any link to any church, it's I am not a Catholic, I am not a Jew, and I am right-wing and willing to get rid of democracy. Mm-hmm. That's what evangelical means in real political and terms just right a- now. 80%. Can you imagine saying that to somebody's face? Can you imagine Rachel Maddow coming and saying that to your face? She says that evangelical in political terms means that you're willing to get rid of democracy. Catholic, I am not a Jew, and I am right-wing and willing to get rid of democracy. (laughs) Here's Here's what I think of you. Here's what you must be. Here's what you're saying. I have completely now defined you. Go. There is no part of what she articulates there that addresses any single policy that a conservative, maybe Christian, maybe evangelical, uh, by, I would say, normal people terms, not the Rachel Maddow bigot terms. There's nothing about what she says there that has any concern for why you see your side of the ketchup bottle. None. In fact, she wants you to stop looking at the ketchup bottle. You better shut your mouth and not tell anybody that there is a second side to this ketchup bottle for other people to see. Because if you're talking about it and people start listening, they might stop listening to what I see on my side. And if everybody listens to me to tell you what I see on my side, then I have the power. If people start listening to the other side, I'm going to lose my power. Notice that if you start listening to the other side, it doesn't make what she's saying False or untrue. Her perspective is still valid. But what people like Rachel Maddow and MSNBC, when they choose not to allow you to permit your pea brain political mind to consume what Donald Trump might say in an acceptance speech after Iowa resoundedly says, we choose you, Donald Trump. Rachel Maddow knows better than you. If you've put your trust in MSNBC's hand, and I understand who I'm talking to right now on the whole, I understand that what we are uh, having uh, when we have a conversation here on 97.1 every day that you guys are all saying, Annie, I don't ever, ever watch MSNBC. You need to understand what's on the other side of the ketchup bottle. You need to know that on the other side of the ketchup bottle, they are willing to instigate hate. And an entire panel of people there who will sit idly by while she, while she is sitting there saying that if you're evangelical. Catholic, I am not a Jew and I am right wing and willing to get rid of democracy. What the hell is that? That is so, that is so horrid. That is so inflammatory. And it's what they accuse the right of doing all the time. The entire predication of January 6th and what Donald Trump was saying uh, in, in, in that big speech where he did say go pe- protest peacefully. He also was emotionally charged in that. And I covered that live as it was happening. And I was not really a huge fan of that speech. She is saying that if you are evangelical in her mind, in the left's mind, 
that you are in pursuit of getting rid of democracy. I do not understand the journalistic standards that she's able to hold and be on television as an anchor the way she is with that level of irresponsibility. It's disgusting. She should be ashamed of herself. MSNBC should be ashamed of herself. And everybody, all at Game of Thrones, should be pointing at her saying, shame, shame, shame. Because it is so incredibly shameful. She hates you. She despises you. And she speaks for the people who watch that and lap it up every single opportunity they can because that's where they feel at home, because it's emotional, because that's where their truth is being told, even though their truth only exists on a throne of lies, a la Elf. (laughs) You sit on a throne of lies, Rachel Maddow. (laughs) Am I wrong? I'm not wrong. You can't even tell me you're wrong. If somebody... If somebody were to approach me with that mindset, which they had, not as much recently, but I would say when I was in college more, people were a little more fired up. They'd willing to you know, take you on. And plus, I was a conservative, so I was an easy target at liberal university. Uh, I remember people having that same mindset coming up to you, saying something just totally egregious, putting mm-hmm. words in your mouth. I think you know, they're they, justified they, in doing it. Yeah, and because you're so... Wrong. You're, I'm. I'm so right, and you're so wrong that I can. I can they, do this to you. They've prejudged who you are. <laughs> they have. It's prejudice. Um, I would never even engage in those conversations. I would actually just say to the person, "You know what? I don't dislike you," <laughs> and it would it would change the conversation because I they don't look they don't look at you as a person once they've gotten to the the Maddow point. They they look at you as some sort of evil entity. That, a pawn. That, that mm-hmm. you have to be silenced. You're no longer a person. And when it's media, you can't have those conversations. But in real life, if somebody comes up to me, I'm, I'm not engaging in that. Just like you said last segment, they're just out to basically ruin your day or make a point. And that's not my point in having Nine the out of ten times, I'm not letting them ruin my day. Right. One out of ten, I'm trying to ruin theirs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sinful being. Anywho. Let's take a quick break. We want to know what you think about the VP situation. Vivek for VP, yes or no? You can go to the Annie Fry YouTube channel. Come say hi. Lively chat there. Uh, Michael commented, and he said, Trump Gabbard 2024. TikTok. Oh, boy. I don't know. I don't know, Michael. I like Republicans on that ticket. That's just me. Maybe not just me. Maybe some more of me's. Uh, Next up, Wiggins America. What are you talking about? Wiggins America. I've got a viral clip of a woman who is assessing the situation of men and women right now. Some themes maybe you've heard, and some maybe you haven't. <laughs> I'll take your word for it, and we will be here with Wiggins America when we come back. Don't go away. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Wiggins! Oh! Wiggins! All right, there is a young woman who is going viral on the many, many forms of social media. I think it originated on TikTok. On the TikTok. The TikTok. Talking about her troubles in trying to date. Now, she looks like she's probably in her early 20s, if I had to guess. She's very attractive, but she has a lot of problems with the dating scene. And some of the things she's saying are she things i She's only finding I've... betas? <laughs> you know what? You pretty much just summed it up. <laughs> uh, all right, next. So let's just go on to the next one. Uh, so, But she, she makes some assertions in here that I I think are not only indicative of maybe society, but maybe men might help you in figuring out how to get dates, women maybe too. You know, let's figure out the roles here. I'm going to play her first take on what's going on. Someone needs to let me know if I am the only one that has noticed that men are not like how they were when our parents were growing up. Like I grew up, I don't know if it's cause like the Italian values or what, like I grew up, like the man is supposed to take care of the woman. The the man is supposed to go up to the girls. Like the, the man is supposed to have drive and initiate, initiate everything. Okay. Yes. First, agree or disagree? A hundred percent. That's why I had to wait for Jared to ask me out on a first date. Don't <laughs> now I've heard this story before. Yeah. And I remember you saying that and I don't know if you were necessarily talking about specifically your situation or or men and women in it's general. Probably very much specifically my situation. No, I, I don't think it was. Okay. I think it was much broader. That that Jared did not necessarily notice you right away, but th- that the woman has to walk around the room about ten times. No, that's something a, like that. That's a um, who's the elder millennial? She's Eliza Dushku. Schlesinger. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you just said. Is that FCC <laughs> She's compliant? An, She's an actress. <laughs> yes. Eliza Schlesinger or whatever, she does uh, stand-up. It's called Elder Millennial. If you were of my age, or pretty much all of our age, where you were a millennial somehow, but you've never felt like you are the type of person that millennials have been described by, hilarious. But she talks about how people would ask her husband, at the time it was her fiancé, oh, how'd you guys meet? And he would say, she walked in the room and I saw her. Yes, this is the story. And then she goes in to explain how what women have to do is in the bar, you identify someone who you would like to be seen by and make like seven laps with your girlfriends so that finally Joe Schmo will pay attention to you. And then I saw her. And it's so funny and true. Have you ever been on the side with your girlfriends before? Not you guys. But if, if you know, girls know. That's totally accurate. You guys think you're doing a lot of work. You're not. You are way behind, wasting our time. <laughs> I agree. Because my next question was, how do you know when? Because <clears throat> as a guy, when I was dating, I definitely would pursue women, and I would have no clue whether they liked me or not. I would be like, I like that girl. So I would just start pursuing her and have no idea whether she was reciprocating 
or some other girl who definitely wanted me to pursue her who I was not. I think that's typical of men. I think you might make the cluelessness <laughs> a little bit too extreme. I'm not going to argue with I, that. I'm just going to say, you are one of the kindest people I've ever met. I agree. And one of <laughs> the least perceptive people I've ever met. Okay, is that fair? People are going to tell me I'm mean to you, but I think both of those statements are, would you agree with those? I am uh, in some ways willful, willfully unperceptive. I am fine with being in my own little world and existing within it, yeah, and it's kind of a fun little world. But when world. you're trying to when find I'm, out yeah. if she's into you... It didn't work. I don't know that I don't know that the cues that are being sent to you would be received. And I'm telling you that this is so common that a very funny comedian has done an entire stand-up about how many times it takes a gentleman yes. like you yeah. to freaking notice her. Yeah. If, if if all men are that way, yeah. what you're saying is that I would be top of the class. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next one. Now it's so hard to find guys that, like, even just in general, have drive in life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I grabbed that because that applies not just to dating, but we're talking about what she's saying. And I don't know whether she is the, the end-all, be-all here, but she's saying that there is an entire generation of guys right now who just don't have drive in life. Mm -hmm. Why would they? They've been told their whole there lives that men are crap and boys are in jerks and the problem for everything. I'd be to myself, too, if I were them. Every trait that came naturally to them, their drive, their ambition, all of that other stuff, they've been told is toxic. They've been told that you need to get out of the way and let women do their thing. And so guys are like, okay, you do that. It's the same thing. That's the same issue they were facing with the first question. Guys aren't pursuing women because that is viewed as toxic. You called men toxic for an entire generation, and now that they're like, I don't want to be toxic— you're complaining that they aren't what they used to be. I don't even think that it's I don't want to be toxic. It's just I don't want to deal with all this crap. This, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, I'll just do something else. Well, the other thing, too, that, that should be pointed out, I think, is that the rules are changing so fast mm -hmm. that you don't know what the rules are half the time. If I pursue somebody now, if I were to, I would not know whether I was being, you know, like crossing social lines because I don't even know what is acceptable mm -hmm. because it changes per person and per day. I'm going to play the third one here. I, I feel like then, like, whenever I, like, talk about it, everyone's like, oh, well, they, they want the girl to, like, go up to them. Like, wh what? <laughs> when did this change? Yeah, girl. When did this change? It didn't. Don't let it. Because I want a man. I don't want to be the man. Someone come up to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like this. If you want a man and you don't want to be a man, be the man, stop acting like the man. Well, that, she's not. She may not be. But that is a big problem right now. Yeah, but you can't you can't put that on women or girls the same way you can't put on men what they put on men. There, there's a small group of squeaky wheels that are very, very annoyingly noisy. They're annoyingly noisy, and people are buying into the nonsense that they're selling. I don't think so. I think they're scared. The cancel culture is real. If 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 you're a man, you don't want to be out there being, like you said, being accused of all of these things, it's like I am who I am. This is this is who I am. But it seems to be a problem with a lot of people who out are out there going to try to, uh, you know, tell me that I'm the worst thing ever just because I'm being a male. Um, she's 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 saying exactly what you want women to say. You can't put that on her. I'm not putting it on her. But like there was a, I told Ryan about this. There's a video that went viral a few weeks ago, um, that was 
about this. It was this lady who she's like, I don't understand why nobody wants to wife me up. And she's like, I go to the gym, I work out, I'm strong, I'm tough, I'm all of these things. And then I see the Is guys she in that her I'm car attra- Yes. Yeah, I, know that I see these guys that are in their wives are very feminine, very dainty. And she's realizing that everything that she's been told that men want, men don't actually want that. Well, I think men want different things, but the idea of there being feminine characteristics and masculine characteristics, like you've got to participate in the culture that you want. And if you're somebody who wants a more traditional lifestyle, she's talking about things aren't the way they were when our parents were here. She's talking about traditional culture. Invest in it. There are dudes out there waiting for you. I will say that this girl probably represents way more people than she realizes by just throwing something out on TikTok, which is happening every day all the time. But this goes viral for a reason. It's because there are a lot of people who go, that, that right there, we need that. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it. Good for her. Let's get her on the show and get her a date. Like that that's fine. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> uh stick around. We've got Dory Murdoch in the next hour and Illinois State Senator Terry Bryant on the Pritzker debacle with the immigration coming into the state of Illinois. All in the one o'clock hour. And you we'll be right back. Get more at 971talk.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 